On today's show, the guys are going back to FETC and a conversation we had with Naomi Harm. She's going to talk about best practices to encourage girls to lean into learning, empowering girls to be active in their learning, especially in STEM and STEAM. We've got an EAST Initiative update, and we've got a Google Tip of the Week, something we haven't done in quite a while. That's all up next on EduTech Guys. You're listening to The EduTech Guys, edutechguys.com. Hello and welcome to EduTech Guys. I'm David Henderson. Hey, I'm Jeff Madlock. Yeah, welcome to the show. Thank you guys so much for uh, tuning in, downloading, taking a listen to this week's podcast. Hey, why don't you go ahead and take a liking to us and go out to the web, to Google, and type in EduTech Guys. We're going to come up and we're going to be smiling at you, looking at you right in the face. Don't forget to go to www.edutechguys.com. You can drop down at the bottom of the page and you can find a nice little form there to fill out and tell us how lovely we look in a sundress. I'm just kidding. But at least take a listen to us. Let us know what we can do to make your life even better. Yeah. And don't forget us on social media. Oh, I forgot about the social media thing. So It is. Yeah. We're everywhere. The tweets. and The tweets and the instas and the grams on and the, the gram, books. The gram. The gram. The books. The books. The, the grams. The itter. The ters. The itter. The itter. <laughs> the twit. <laughs> Speaking of twits, no. <laughs> Hello, welcome. I'm Jeff. Yeah, I was going to say, you're, you're listening to a couple of them right here, right now. You know, school starts here in Arkansas is a week away. Man, it's amazing to me how quickly that has come upon us. Very quickly. I'm, I, I tried to chew through my arm last week through my wrist, but I couldn't. And my teeth are too dull from trying to chew out of my chain that they keep me locked in the basement. <laughs> <where I work. laughs> That's right. <laughs> I know on that chain when they're not looking, it doesn't do any good. I can't chew through it. But Hey, you know, at least, well, I was going to say keeps your teeth sharp, but no. Yeah. You know, we were joking earlier. I'd sent this uh, video from a Saturday Night Live skit uh, to David, and it was a, a punk rock band playing at this guy's daughter's wedding after 25 years, and it was hilarious. And the song they sang was Fist Fight in the Parking Lot. And I said, you know, that's pretty much the way we start school in the technology department. You know, before school starts, kind of like a fist fight in the parking lot. Oh, yeah, exactly. Trying to get stuff taken care of. You know, it's just hectic and tables get overturned and, you know, people are screaming, glass breaking. You know, it's kind of like a, you know, a Johnny Rotten thing with the sex pistols. You know, it just, we're, I'm trying to cut myself with a, with a USB stick or something. You know? <laughs> I cut you with my USB, man. I cut you. <laughs> is that a thumb drive in your neck? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> it don't take it out. I'll bleed out. But you right. leave that thumb drive in my neck. Oh, my gosh, man. Yeah, and in this year, um, you know, I work at an education service agency, and, and uh, one of the things, one of my summer projects this year is uh, we're upgrading all of the teachers' machines mm. from what they had you know, to something you know, much more up-to-date and modern. So transferring all the data and, and you know, getting all of their credentials you know, <laughs> handled and all that kind of stuff, and you're like... I can think of the monkeys of the glass breaking yeah. and the monkeys flying. <laughs> That's exactly right. I'm like, are you kidding me with this? But, hey. Well, lady. Yeah, well, and then, and then it'll be fist fighting in the parking lot. In fact, what I ought to do is just... I ought to just set all the equipment out in the parking lot and just say, 
Go for it. It makes me think of the Monty Python skit where it says, and now the ladies group of London reenacts the first uh, open heart surgery. And it's just ladies in their purses fighting in the mud in the field. That's kind of like what we'd have if we gave our staff, here's your stuff, go fight for it. Yeah, that's right. Here, you duke it out. It's going to be a great show today. We have Naomi Naomi Harm on the the show. This is from a a previous recording we did at FETC. Uh, Always have a great conversation with her. And we thought this is a really good one uh, to take a listen to, especially getting ready for all these schools around the country and the world to get started and i thought it'd be a pretty good show to put out yeah man cool um listen uh we're going to take a listen from one of our sponsors and then when we come back we'll have we'll listen to that sit down we had with naomi harm at fetc 2019 we'll be right back after this You know, I've been in education for more than 20 years, and I've seen the challenges that some students have to face every day. I mean, whether it's going to school hungry or not being able to see the doctor when they're sick, I mean, all these challenges make it hard for kids to focus on learning. Thankfully, Concordia University in Portland is leading the way with their 3 to PhD program that helps to combat student fears, freeing them to pursue their highest dreams. They're revolutionizing education by creating a holistic model that provides groceries, health care, and even clothing to students right there on campus, helping them to thrive and helping our community to strengthen and grow. Yeah, Concordia's College of Education offers online and on-campus programs where students have the opportunity to learn about a more compassionate approach to education and to see how nurturing the whole student can lead to amazing things. Hey, to learn more about how you can help students conquer their monsters and achieve their highest dreams, visit cuportland.edu forward slash let's conquer. Hashtag nurture, educate, grow. Welcome back to FETC 2019 in beautiful Orlando, Florida, and we have the hot seat filled right now. We're going to let her tell us who she is and where she's from and what she does and all that kind of good stuff. So here we go. Okay. Well, hello, everyone. Thank you so much for having me on your wonderful show. Thank Avid you. listener as well, as you know. Thank you. My yes. name is Naomi Harm, and I am joining you from beautiful Cave Creek, Arizona. Ah. So I left the sunshine weather to come to some cool temps here in Florida. I know, right? right? Yeah, a little rainy and cool and breezy and... Who, who knew it? Last year, I was wearing shorts at this time. So I don't yeah, absolutely. And I really wanted to share the best practices today about everything about motivating girls to lean in, to pursue passion-driven careers. Okay. And my focus um, is also is women leadership and mm-hmm. really helping educators, whether they're male or female, uh-huh. but everything to empower girls to lean in and to be really activated, motivated in that learning, to have an opportunity to you know, take that next leap into being a STEM activist. So we are showcasing everything here at this conference, everything and anything, possibilities of coding to makerspaces, to creating, to making, but how to really help us as teachers be better mentors to our girls is what our focus is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, t- so tell us about that. Tell us about some of the things that you're doing here that help... Um, Oh my gosh! I just lost the word That's I was looking okay. for. But I, I know exactly what you're going to say. I was going to ask you some questions. <laughs> so yeah, get, let's dive. Let's dive a little deeper into that. Okay. Yeah. You know, give us the top three. You know, wh- when you walk into a situation and you're about to do a PD mm-hmm. or a workshop, um, what's the first things you let teachers know to, to give them a good taste of where we're headed? 
Yep. To give them a good taste, I always set the stage by activating it by actually having some reflection as part of that. Because I need to know what my audience, where their background is, mm-hmm. and where we're going to be going on that journey. Okay. So I usually actually do an anticipatory set to really find out what are they passionate about when it comes to women and leadership. Right. What do you know what works in the classroom? But how do you get girls to lean in to be part of that conversation or have leadership taking place in their classroom? And then we'll model an actual collaborative learner-centered focused activity and then part of that as well is now what can we do of what you feel comfortable with and take it to a next level to differentiate it to apply to all girls and boys in the classroom Mm -hmm. to really have a really learner centered environment to get girls to step up to the plate because you mentioned earlier sometimes some of us when we speak we're kind of quiet Mm-hmm. kind of passive. Some of us are very loud, very proud, you know, very honored to be educators. And we all have a different demeanor in which that we impact that learning space with others. So we want to make sure that everybody has a voice and choice in that act of learning. Do you find a lot when you when you get into a, an educational situation, a school district or even a classroom, that they don't know what they want first, that they don't know what they're looking for? So you have to help them understand that these are the possibilities. Yes. You know, there's so many times that teachers will say, I want to know what it looks like, what it feels like, and almost like what it smells like and tastes like, Mm -hmm. because they need to be that close to it. And what they find is that they just have not experienced it. So they're looking for examples. So a lot of times when we come in to do professional development, we provide those teachers all kinds of examples. What does it look like on the East Coast versus the West Coast? Or if I go internationally to South Africa, or if I go over to Toulouse, France, what are we doing that's different to impact girls? So when we look at that overall situation, we usually do a backwards design though too. We are embedding heavily with the ISTE standards, Mm -hmm. looking at learning outcomes. What do I want the learning to look like and feel like and how can I replicate it? But let's look at some best practices. Another great resource that we include, I'm originally from the Midwest, I'm Mm -hmm. very proud Midwest girl here. Um, but I, I love um, Psy Girls that's from Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And they give examples of, they're called mentor profiles. And the more that we can model and show girls in general and young female students what women of today, their possibilities of what they look like if they are a, a biochemist, mm. if they are the latest and greatest coder or programmer out there, or maybe they're that next bicycle engineer. Mm-hmm. Yes, there is right. such a thing. There's a bicycle engineer. Sure. So it's amazing the possibilities are out there, but our girls at times think, well, maybe that's really a guy's job right. or a male job. There's still that stereotype. Sure. So we're trying to provide access and opportunity that possibilities can be anything you can pursue based on your genuine and personal interest. Yeah, I know that we're losing the majority of our girls in science and math, even as young as a third grade. Yes. And we've got to figure out a way to make them mm-hmm. understand that, listen, we would have gone to the moon if it wasn't for women. Exactly. You know, and, and, and yeah. that this is okay to do this, but mm-hmm. and I bet that's a hard barrier to break. It seems yeah. like even going into some of the smaller schools yeah. would be even harder than the larger schools in larger cities. Yeah, it truly is. And when you look at the research right now, which you had mentioned, there is a drop off between that third and fourth grade. Mm-hmm. And that critical factor, what we're seeing is sometimes limited support in the home environment sometimes limited curriculum um, resources or ideas of examples showcased in the school but then we see a greater drop-off when it comes to be the eighth or ninth grade Hmm. and what do you think are critical factors why girls would drop out when they're 14 or 15 years old well a lot changes at 14 and 15 years across the board 
It does. I have two girls. So. Yeah. Okay. So you know what I'm <laughs> talking they're, about. They're grown. There's like you know, right. one's in college and one's in master's. Dude, right. graduate work. So yeah, I get it. Yeah. So, yep. Yeah. And the research where it shows, which I I just find it's fascinating because at that grade level, girls are now introduced to kind of going into that high school realm. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's boys. Mm-hmm. The influence of boys. Also, it is the stereotype that if girls are really good at math and science, they are still considered to be geeky or nerdy. Yep, some right. teachers or some students love to be a geek or a nerd. I can say I'm a tech nerd. I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. But some girls still do not like to have that type of, we'll call it that hat that they wear. Yep. They don't want to have a tech hat or a nerd hat on. And the other thing is, it's that competition of, do I choose psychology course over an AP chemistry course. And a lot of our girls, the way our brains are wired is we love the detail in the organization. And when you study psychology, because that's usually the counterpart of the AP chemistry or AP biology class, they want the psychology because they want the, the humanistic and emotional side of understanding of how our brain thinks and how we learn and how we interact with people. Right. So we gotta make those STEM classes more humanistic and have an emotional component to resonate with what's the real world practice to impact how I learn today and how I, as a woman educator, can impact the world tomorrow. Right. You know, and that's interesting. I can see the social element playing into this really heavily there because mm-hmm. when they hit high school yeah. is when the cliques start to centralize. And you're right, that's the geek group, and, and these mm-hmm. are the cheerleaders and the dancers for the mm-hmm. drill team, and here's the band kids. Right. And we've it, STEM and, and STEAM, they offer this opportunity for us to fix that social element, to, and, and especially for girls. Right. Because it's, it's very competitive. It is. It is. It, it becomes competitive in the ninth mm-hmm. grade, even more than junior high, because everyone was friends, and you know now mm-hmm. it's kind of starting to hone in, which it's been doing that for ages. Yeah. But that's something we really have to look at now. I can yeah. see that. Yeah. We do. And then when you had mentioned earlier as well, when we see there's a, a little bit of a drop off between third and fourth grade, mm-hmm. and that's a lot of times because we do a really good job as pre-K or preschool teachers through about fourth grade with a thematic unit approach. Okay. What we're seeing is the curriculum change between elementary and middle school grade levels and they're dropping off some of that thematic unit approach or project-based learning Mm -hmm. and when that happens the curriculum is not as cohesive now they see that math is separate science is separate and literacy is separate Mm -hmm. we need to bring that whole learning approach back together even for middle school high school so our younger kiddos Um, What they're seeing also, they get into middle school, we don't have as many as women teacher mentors. Mm -hmm. So if you look at nationwide, the population, there's a slight drop off that there's more male teachers sometimes in some areas. Mm -hmm. At the high school, there's a big difference. There's more male teachers than female nationwide. Mm -hmm. Because of that, our girls are lacking those Um, mentors such within STEM in general that's why if we can give more opportunities for girls to connect nationwide with experts in the field like the Psy Girls from Minnesota um, all kinds of different other types of portals another great site is Mm careervillage.org it's out of San Francisco it's brilliant it's done well where girls or boys can ask men and women in the field what does it take and what's what are the different types of classes should I take if I really want to be a biochemist or if I want to be a registered nurse or if I want to be a veterinarian you know I I love the career village in general because you're working with authentic individuals that are educators people from the field from Intel education Um, I'm a mentor in there as well as many others and that's my give backs when I have my cup of coffee in the morning I go online to career village and there's 
questions that are posed according to a tag I follow for women leadership, I go out and I that's my give back of 15 minutes to help mentor a child to find a passion and to help them pursue what they're really interested in mm-hmm. because they may not be getting that in the home or at school. Yeah, well, and it, it's, it's interesting. I, I really... I really hadn't given it much thought until this conversation in terms of uh, male versus female instructors in the sciences in particular, because that's what kind of resonated with me. And so as I look back, um, you know, I can remember some of my science instructors, you know, some of them made an impact. But the majority of the ones that I think of were the the females, the women, mm-hmm. who were teaching the science classes who, and I mean, it's really weird to, to kind of flash back, but not just in high school, but even in my early college days, because they, they humanized the content that we were learning. It wasn't just this is physics and here's what's, you know, here's, you know, A plus B and this is the force over the mass and blah, 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 and all the other stuff. But when they related it to, you know, something Mm -hmm. that was um, not just tangible physically, but also emotionally or humanistically. Mm -hmm. And, and I mean, I can remember, especially my freshman year of college, uh, I I had a biology teacher and uh, she was phenomenal. And, and that's exactly what anything we were learning. She related it to some human aspect of how this could, what we're learning here and how this ties to what's going on and, and bridging that emotional gap, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and I, I just think it's, Amazing that uh, a it took me this long to put that two and two together, um, but to to help understand you know when we're losing mm-hmm. girls when we're losing young women to science and math, you think about what happens in a lot of the high school classes and college classes. Mm-hmm. It turns you know those types of things become very just rigid and factual, and here it is, and this is the way it is, and and you lose that. The the yes, there's application, but not necessarily that human emotional connection. That's right. That's right. You know, a really quick fix to help our students to be more empowered to take some of these AP classes, whether it's chemistry, biology, engineering, and things like that in the high school. Um, I worked with a high school teacher at, at Napa in Napa, California, and he says I've, my enrollment is down in my my AP classes, but the girls again, the psychology classes were up. So he looked at rewriting the parts of the curriculum, but what he was doing is bringing in a mentor or an expert per week, mm-hmm. even just 15 minutes of a Skype or a Google Hangout or a Zoom video. Yes. It made the world of difference, and that's what it is. We need that. Again, it's a whole world approach. We talk mm-hmm. about a whole child approach to learning. It's a whole world approach to learning and bringing in from the outside in to make it, again, very humanistic for our yeah. girls. Yeah. So it's those simple changes that can make a big difference. Well, and in today's day and age with the technology we have available to us, it is so easy to mm-hmm. Skype or hang out or Zoom somebody in from anywhere in the world yeah. and bring that person into your classroom. You know, yeah, they may be in England and it's six hours later, but guess mm-hmm. what? We work out the timing on that and now they are talking with someone who's halfway across the world mm-hmm. about this particular subject or um, a potential career opportunities that that go with that uh, expert that you're talking to it's it's amazing it, it is really amazing. is yeah. so let's talk a bit about just a minute about innovative <clears throat> educator consulting 
Okay, Innovative Educator Consulting is my proud company that I must say it's run by a group of women from the Midwest. We train nationally and internationally with K through 12. We and our goal is to empower, to inspire, and to motivate K through 12 educators and students with everything with ed tech. So our large focus right now is we do a lot with the next generation science standards, mm-hmm. the large movement of maker spaces, coding, engineering design, and design thinking. So we've got a really great kickoff right now in the Midwest that has been in great attendance for teachers and students and parents to come together on Saturdays. Mm-hmm. We call them engineering derby. So we have designed essential challenges for kids of all ages, and they usually come between third grade and ninth grade. Our older kids are helping our younger kids. Our younger kids are actually helping our older kids. It's pretty awesome. (laughs) But we're doing it as whole instruction, meaning that we are bringing in parents, teachers, and students together, learning as teams. Mm -hmm. And as part of that, those individuals that come to those Saturday events can now be the new peer leaders going back into the classrooms. Because there's no way our teachers can know everything about technology, and our parents don't know everything about technology. But we're engaging our kids to be excited about learning, fulfill a passion that they may not have known otherwise, and then take back that new learning to the classroom. And again, The makerspace movement is another essential um, opportunity because you're using at least three different sensory motors. When we think about that from tactile, Mm -hmm. from hearing to feeling, to just interacting and making, and because of those sensory motors that we're using, that really engages girls. Because girls are actually better at multitasking than boys are. It's just the way (laughs) that their brains are wired and connected. I'll vouch for that. But but it's okay. But at the same time, it allows our girls to have an opportunity to lead and lead more often. So again, to get the girls up at the third and fourth grade level, we need to find opportunities that girls can lead or co-lead. And I call that as dynamic duos or transformative trios. You know, it doesn't ever have to be that they have to be the single lone ranger and they have to do everything. Well, no, let's truly model the collaboration of what we can do as a team to get a a remarkable end project that you can create. That's really awesome. Absolutely. So um, if our listeners want to find out more, and uh, what's a uh, website, uh, social media, email? What's the best Oh, way? absolutely. They can just go to NaomiHarm.org. Mm-hmm. My Twitter handle is NaomiHarm.org. LinkedIn is NaomiHarm.org. Mm-hmm. So everything is kind of back to my original name, which That's is awesome. great. Um, but we're here to help and to model what we have found and discovered, supported with research best practices to motivate girls to lean in to pursue passion-driven careers in STEM. Well, this yeah. is awesome. And thank you for stopping by and sharing this with us. Yep, thank you for the opportunity and it's always a pleasure working with both of you. My name is Constance Clark and I am the facilitator for Parkview Manic High School in Little Rock, Arkansas. And I'm Ty Bibby from El Dorado High School. I'm a first year facilitator for East. I am as well. Uh, we are going to basically talk to you about some tips of not giving up as your first year as facilitator. And some of our experiences as a first year facilitator. Right, so my tip, the first thing would be is not to give up because there are going to be tons and tons of struggles and you're going to feel like, you know what, I cannot do this. But please don't give up because in the end, it will pay off, especially when you go to each conference and you see all the work and the success that your students have to done. One of my biggest struggles was coming from a structured classroom into a 
not really unstructured classroom, but it was different. I had to learn classroom management all over again. Okay, so those are a couple of our tips that we give, and we just say once again, don't give up, keep going, and have a blast in peace. And find you a buddy, because we're gonna need her. <laughs> we met at phase training, and when we were there, we just started communicating with each other, and then all of a sudden, there was a pop in my inbox on Facebook. Hey, girl, it's time. <laughs> and I was like, hey. Connie was a big resource for me this oh, year. Like when I didn't contact Brenda, my site coordinator, I contacted Connie. Hey, thank you so much to the folks over at uh, East Organization through the East Initiative and uh, providing the update, really cool update this week. Yeah, it was really cool. It was, it was different. Uh, it, well, well, April Jackson had written us and said, hey, this is going to be a different one this week. Yeah. And, and boy, it was. It was really cool. I, I like the way they, they changed their format up a little bit. Yeah. Pretty, pretty cool. cool stuff. Hey, listen, uh, hope you have a great rest of the summer. What's what's left of it? Uh, those in Arkansas, you got about a week. So <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Enjoy it while you can. Yeah. But uh, one of the things before we take off oh, out of I here. Oh, I forgot. It's that time for. I know. Can I sing it now that you're yeah, doing Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can. So you this can week it's it. the Google tip of the week. They go, Matt Dozier, that's for you. There you go. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it's been a while since we've done a Google tip of the week. And, and this one is probably one that a lot of folks may sort of know about. That is, whenever you send an email from uh, Google Mail from Gmail, uh, as soon as you hit send, there's a little undo thing that pops up and usually lasts about five seconds where you can change your mind within that first five <laughs> seconds. Now, I don't know about you, but for me, usually it takes me a little longer than five seconds to realize, oh, whoops, didn't, uh, oh, maybe yeah. I shouldn't have sent that, or maybe I realize now I misspelled something or whatever. You can actually go into the settings. So if you go over to the uh, gear, uh, when you're logged into Google Mail, go to the gear on the right-hand side and go down to settings. On the very first general page that comes up, um, it's probably about a third, no, about two-thirds of the way down or so on your screen, uh, you'll see the undo time on there. You know, and, and It's an option. You can even turn it off if you don't want oh, the undo cool. feature. But in addition to that, you can click the drop-down for the time, and you can actually change it from five seconds. I think it'll do five, uh, ten 20 and 30. So you Ooh, can have you know, 30, up to 30 seconds. seconds. So I, I just, I'm going to need that because I cry a little bit and I get a little dis distracted. <laughs> right. So I have to, oh, stop crying and, and fix the. Yeah, yeah. There you go. That's right. But yeah, so you can, you can, you have control over the undo send time in your Google Mail. But remember, if you do that and you set it to 30 seconds, then when you're when you're talking to someone, go, hey, I'm sending it to you right now. You should have it. Well, it's going to be 30 seconds after right, you send it. Right. They get it. That's so, right. Yeah, because Google's going to hold on to it for that 30 yeah. seconds. And 30 seconds is a long time. Yeah, because trust me, it's a long time. <laughs> so, hey, listen, we've had a great show today. I hope you like the Google Tip of the Week. Uh, we'll be out there in some places uh, live. Just watch the website. Uh, we'll start dropping those out probably once we start the uh, regular school year shows. Yeah, that's right. We'll let you know where we're going to be. We've already signed up, I think, for six appearances for this next year. Yeah, we're going to be busy. Yeah. Lots, of, lots of conferences. Lots of really, uh, a lot of really cool conferences. Yeah. Um, some of them we've been to before, some we haven't. So looking forward to that. Hey, listen, I'm Jeff Madlock. I'm David Henderson. We'll catch you next time. You've been listening to the EduTech Guys, edutechguys.com.